You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Welcome to another edition of Ed Curation, where teachers talk curriculum. I'm excited to have Joe Adrian here today. Joe and I go way back to our days at Willard Intermediate School in Santa Ana, California, where we both started our career 20-something years ago. And now Joe is still teaching in Leander ISD in Austin, Texas, and he's here today to talk about AVID. So thanks for being here today, Joe. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. So how long has it been? How long have you been teaching? I think when you and I first started our first year teaching, it was in 1996. I believe it's been about 23 years that I've been teaching. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. When I first met you, you were teaching social studies, I believe. Are you still teaching social studies? I was teaching social studies in the middle school, and I taught social studies for some time after that in the school's And I have been teaching social studies on and off for the last several years. I kind of just jump around, new challenges, new courses thrown at me, and I'm always looking for something new. So I have been doing social studies in other content areas too since then. And now you're at Vandegrift High School, which is in Leander ISD, which is a pretty high-performing school. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. I'm proud to say it's one of the highest-performing schools in the Texas area and in the nation. I'm very proud to work there. And so... Do you use AVID at Vandegrift High School? Yes, that's what's interesting because AVID traditionally looks for students who are caught in the middle and students that are maybe getting to the next level. But my challenge, what I thought is AVID is such a great program. Can it actually be incorporated? Can it actually be a strong organization, a strong program at any high school, even a high school like Vandegrift? And So I've been lucky enough to teach an AVID in three middle schools on different ends of achieving spectrums academically. But then also what was interesting to me when I was able to jump up to the high school level at Vandegrift was, could there be a program that can actually help all types of students? And so you were able to bring AVID individually into your school or is it being used more school-wide? So when I started in the Leander School District over 10 years ago, AVID wasn't in the district yet, but since I came from California, I was deemed crowned, it was was kind of silly back then, as the AVID expert because when they heard about the AVID program, there weren't any teachers within their district that had any AVID experience. So that was launched over 10 years ago. And so currently... In my high school, the AVID program has been established and has been in that high school for the 10 years of its existence. But when I jumped on, I'm trying to also add another layer with my experience and build that program there. So it has been part of the high school since its opening 10 years ago. Okay. And so obviously your work with AVID goes way back. Tell us about how you first got introduced to AVID. So again, way back at Willard, when you and I both were working there, I was about in my third year of teaching. And luckily with that experience, I had a lot of good mentors who are guiding me along my teaching journey. And I felt that I was reaching some good success. But then there was a teacher who is currently teaching AVID at the time. And she introduced me to AVID and she asked if I would consider going to a summer training to learn some new strategies, curriculum ideas. 
And to be honest, I was kind of hesitant because some of the trainings that I had before, they're good. And there's some things you go, you sit, you get motivated, you put curriculum and ideas in a manila folder. And then that when the school year starts, that manila folder disappears until you go through your year or you have some break timing and you realize you, you stuck that gem in some type of folder. But when I went to the AVID training back then, which was held in San Diego, immediately I knew this was something that was different. And what was different than other trainings I had was I felt that I owed it to my own teaching profession, to my goals, and to my students to actually start really looking at the strategies that I was learning about. So I was very motivated. It wasn't something I just put in a binder and after the weekend was over that I just didn't think about anymore. I actually started focusing upon incorporating the different styles, techniques to see what I would do in my classroom. So for people who don't know what AVID is, will you tell us a little bit about it? So AVID is a curriculum that focuses on college and career readiness. There's different things that you do within your AVID classroom if you're the AVID teacher. So there's an AVID teacher that teaches that academic elective but then there's also content area teachers that are AVID trained. With the AVID academic elective teacher, you'll work on things that, such as goal setting with the students, time management, how to organize their things, creating a supportive study buddy system. You teach them how to interact with their adults or teachers. You teach them academic skills, such as how do you listen in class? How do you pay attention? How do you read through text? How do you read through academic text? How do you study properly, test-taking skills? There's goal setting. They assess themselves. They look at their strengths and weaknesses. We work in public speaking. There's lots of collaboration. There's an element of community service. And so there's a lot of different, I like to think of it as like buckets of paint. And you dip your brush as a teacher into the different buckets. And you're trying to paint this year with the students throughout the year. So by the end of the year, you basically have this image, this learning experience that they have. But it's not something that you look to basically achieving success down the line. There should be some, some little victories happening right from the beginning, too, as you go throughout the year. So it's this evolution with the average student within that class. I've also was trained originally when I was first introduced. I wasn't an avid academic elective teacher. I was a content teacher. And then there's some strategies within the content, such as science and social studies, language arts and math. There are these best practices that AVID has developed so that the teacher in the content area classes can also incorporate some strategies too, such as, again, how do you read the text? How do you study? How do you notate? What's your style of learning? What's the best situation for you to study? And so it's a school-wide program that I want people to know about too. And that's what I'm passionate about too. It's not just the, the teachers that are in the academic elective class. It's also any teacher that wants to have that in his or her toolbox can be trained. And the mission map is also to affect the school, school-wide. So have you worked as both the AVID elective teacher as well as obviously a social studies teacher using these avid strategies in the social studies content area? Yes. So over my last 23 years, I've taught probably more than 15 different content areas in several schools. And so I've worked in four different schools as the avid elective teacher, Mm -hmm. middle school through high school, but then also have used avid strategies within different content 
area classes too. And so with the content version of me as a teacher, I'll use Avid to teach the content so it's more impactful and powerful. But then also when I've had opportunities to teach as that Avid academic teacher, it's more like I'm an academic life coach too. But there's elements of Avid deeply ingrained in, in both versions of the teacher. So it sounds like you're saying that AVID provides some summer training that folks can go to as individually motivated instructors and teachers in any content area and really beef up their toolbox and learn some useful strategies and skills. And also entire schools can kind of adopt AVID for their, to have like an AVID program school-wide or district-wide. Can you talk a little bit about what you know about either the schools or districts as a whole that adopt AVID? What's that process like and who initiates that and how does that all work? So in my experience, I've seen individual teachers who have heard of the training, maybe their district or their site isn't familiar with it, but then again, they just want to add a new tool to their toolbox and they go to the training. And then I've known of departments when they have a decision-making opportunity and they have a budget where they will go together. And maybe it's not the whole department. Maybe it's uh, department heads or leads. And they'll go and they'll bring back the information. I've seen administrators who go out and they check out the program. And they're motivated and they bring it back in. I've seen whole schools strategically also send teachers who are leaders on campus to get the training and bring it back. I've seen schools bring in AVID training to their site for staff development. And then also with my current district, I was lucky enough to be part of that launch when some of the board members actually were very passionate and motivated about bringing AVID into their district, which was exploding back then about 10, 13 years ago, and they brought that in. So there's different ways that AVID allows people to bring AVID into their world. And so that's what's great about it. It can be done by teacher, department, site, or district. And then training's not only also for teachers, it's also for administrators. There's also training for districts, district leads, to see how they can actually incorporate it. So what's nice about AVID, they have these blueprints and different levels from a first-year teacher to a vet teacher to an elementary teacher, middle school, high school teacher. They have for counselors, they have training for administrators. They also have training for district leads. So AVID's been around since the 1980s. I believe it was developed in 1980. So it's developed the last 40 years and it's grown exponentially. So they developed and they refined all these different ways to get AVID into your school. And I just want to point out that I'm just very passionate about AVID. I get nothing from it. I just believe just as the teacher reached out to me many years ago to be part of AVID, I'm hoping through this podcast that um, I can just motivate other teachers. I just want to pay it forward. That's why I'm here with you speaking about it. I appreciate that. So it sounds like, you know, whether you're a district teacher or a school principal or an individual teacher, you can sign up and attend these trainings. And then what do you get at the trainings? So in the training, it's about a three-day training. And what they do, depending on your level, let's say you're brand new to AVID. And it's been a while since I went to my first training. But basically what they do is they introduce you to the AVID philosophy. And one of the foundations of the best practices in AVID is this ideal of WICOR, W-I-C-O-R, the writing, inquiry, collaboration, organization, and reading. And some schools and districts also have added a T 
for technology because we want 21st century learning. And so what happens is based on your teaching experience and where we're at, they will have different tiers or modules or strands, they call it, for each teacher. And there's so many different strands. And just to let you know, I think I've been to maybe 15 different trainings over my last 20 plus years. And I could teach for another 20 plus and I will not be able to hit the strand. Basically, it's what you want to do in terms of being avidized at your school. And so even though I've been teaching AVID for a long time, as an AVID academic elective teacher and as a content area teacher, I could go back and go to the next level two. I could go back two years later, maybe go to level three. So AVID gives the teachers this menu and you could go in and they'll make suggestions where you're at. If you're a teacher, if you're a school that's interested, if you're a district, and basically they will guide you to the different types of sessions that you can take. And then when you go to session, you're with a lot of other motivated teachers. And that's one thing I love about AVID too. You have this synergy. And not only do they teach you the AVID, what I love about what they do that's different than other trainings they've been to is as they're teaching you AVID strategies, they're actually using AVID strategies to teach you the AVID strategies. Uh, I love that. I love when that happens. <laughs> so you actually see it in action. And then naturally as teachers, I sit there and think, okay, how would my students respond to this activity, to this teaching, to this lesson? And then you see the energy that it even creates amongst adults and a lot of experienced teachers. And we've seen a lot of different styles. And then you get motivated. Some of them are simple. Some of them are complex. It's just what you like. And then you go home actually with curriculum that you can use right away. And that's another thing too. It's, so it's very user-friendly for the teacher. So it's not just motivating you to teach better. It's just like, this is good teaching. We all know it. Here's some examples. Let's do it together as we learn it. And here you go. God bless. So do they provide you with specific content to then teach in the classroom? Or is it all just strategies and then you have to apply it to your content? So they'll give you strategies and content. Mm -hmm. And so they have something called an avid library that can be purchased by department. If you just, let's say the math department just wants support curriculum, they could get support curriculum, content area for different levels, middle school, high school, whatever. Let's say there's a school that wants to go school-wide, you can purchase many items. And what's nice about the library too, it's not just only for the academic elective teacher also, but it also they will focus specifically on the core. They'll have support curriculum for language arts, math, science, and social studies. They also will have support for the counselors. They'll have support for the administrators. They'll have how-to booklets. They'll also have support how you reach out to your parent community and bring them in. So it's almost like this encyclopedia set of AVA curriculum that you'll get so that there'll be a support system of lessons and ideas. And then they also will give you timelines with it too, which is great. So you could go in and it will walk you through. It's just basically the only thing holding you back is time and how motivated you are. So AVID stands for Advancement Via Individual Determination, correct? Yes, ma'am. And so one of the historical ways that AVID started is to help, like you were saying, some students that have potential to kind of achieve academic success but needed some direct instruction around some academic skills, right, by kind of 
opening up the curtain and letting them see clearly, transparently, kind of the game of school in a more positive sense, like you're talking about the discussion skills and the listening skills and goal setting skills and organization and all of these things. I know you've been working with Avid and using their strategies for a long, long, long time, but can you remember back to before you were trained in this kind of, how was it helping kids with their organization? Like how did you teach these skills before you learned about AVID and how did AVID make it better? To be honest, my first couple of years of teaching, I wasn't focused on those types of skills. I would probably call myself a very passionate traditional teacher. It was a teacher directed. The kids would come in, they would sit down, they'd be quiet. I would have a good relationship with them. And then I would teach and they would take notes and we will review it and then maybe they'll have a couple activities to spice it up and then we take the test and rinse and repeat. So there wasn't all these other elements of academic success that I was incorporating in my teaching, but it's things that maybe I know for me, maybe even for you, that we find out down the line as school becomes more challenging in high school classes and like, wow, now I really have to study for this class or how do I manage my time or, oh yeah, this is a test taking strategy. And then you get to college and then you have this other levels of challenge. You have these academic walls. So when I was first teaching, I was a very traditional teacher because I think for me, just like a lot of people, my background was I went to a private Catholic school, K through eighth grade, and that was very rigid and traditional. You sit, you listen, you learn great foundation. And then I went to a very typical high school where the teachers would talk the whole class period, you sit, you take notes, and then you have to figure out along the way. And so naturally, I think for me, it was I was just mimicking what I saw was good teaching, because that was my experience. And I was just duplicating it. It was comfortable for me. That's what my good teachers did. They're just going to copy that. And then I was having good success. But when I went to Avid, it changed the way I was interacting with my kids. And then what was also interesting was it's also was changing the success of my students within my classroom because when I was going into my fourth, fifth, and sixth years of teaching, I saw that the assessments, the scores were better too because I was just not only teaching content, I was teaching all the academic skills around the content too. So I like to tell people, and that's why I've done so many different contents, I use the content to basically give them training in the soft skills, motivation, goal assessment, test taking strategies, how do you deal with test anxiety? How do you study prior to it? How do you take advantage of tutoring? So I was very traditional before I was avid trained. Joe, I love hearing you say that now you're using the content to provide training in soft skills. I mean, this is a complete mind shift that a lot of us have gone through, right? And the story you just told is so typical. And to realize that all of us back in those traditional classrooms that we grew up in or that we started teaching in, we kind of, you know, perpetuated this game of school. And some students achieve well in that for a variety of socioeconomic and familial reasons and and Mm -hmm. other students struggle more in that and avid really from what i understand kind of train students in how to be successful at school so that they can 
access that content and learn what they need to learn to go on in life. So what do you think you've been able to achieve as a teacher using Avid that you wouldn't have been able to achieve otherwise, like beyond the student-centered classroom? Like, so now you have a student-centered classroom. So what does that mean for the students' learning and their success? Well, speaking as a teacher, I get great enjoyment where I can basically launch a lesson for the day. I go over the directions and my students can take ownership of it. Because we've been on the other side too as students ourselves where we sit there and the teachers will talk at us, talk at us, talk at us. And that's fine. But imagine with that students in their classroom where the students are learning these skills, they're more empowered, they're more motivated. Humans are social creatures. So you don't want them in their individual little desk, not interacting, and then they can collaborate, and then they can work with each other, and then move forward. So basically, what I've noticed with Avid in my different classes is that, well, first, it's just I was getting better scores in terms of my own assessments, district assessments, state assessments, and also I was incorporating Avid strategies into AP classes that I was teaching. And so I was getting great success there. But to me, it's more than just the scores, too. What I've been able to do is I've been able to use the class and the course to teach skills so that not only are they successful in my class, whether I'm the avid elective teacher or the continuity teacher, but skills that they should be able to take into any of their classes currently or down the line so that they could be successful. I like how it builds a sense of community in the classroom because you're with these kids every day, Monday through Friday for a whole school year, have better relationships with them. And that helps because I try to remember that every student has a story and the student might not do well on assignment or might miss an assignment or might not have the most positive mindset, but because with the AVID training, I have a different relationship. I can go back and remember that there might be a story behind this. I can't just assume this. I have to kind of, let's see what's going on here the student to motivate. And what I like about AVID that I've been able to achieve differently than when I was a traditional type teacher is I see myself more as a kind of like hopefully a life coach, where again, I compare it to coaching sports. If I'm a baseball coach, I am going to coach baseball, but I'm going to use the baseball experience to teach my kids about life. Grit, determination, how do you deal with it when you strike out? How are you humble when you have a home run? How do you support each other? So I like to think of Avid allows me to be this coach. And then we have this game of school, like you said, but because we're playing this game of school, we're learning these skills. And we maybe we'll forget about some of the presidents. Maybe we'll forget about some of these formulas and science and math. And that's okay. But then all these other skills that you develop, you should never forget because you're going to always need them as you go down this journey. That's really exciting. So do the students like it? Overall, they do like it. It's interesting because, again, I've taught different contents. And I think what they like about the AVID, well, first of all, for your listeners, with the AVID program, what's needed, it's an applied to program the students will actually go through an application process and an interview process. And I love that because it's a real life experience again. And so basically with the application process and the interview process, we're seeing if Abbott is a good fit for them. And if they're at the stage where they're a good fit for Abbott. So the type of kid that you have being nominated 
and being placed within the program is a pretty cool kid. And all kids are cool, but this is a kid that maybe, okay, I'm going to take a shot. And so what's going on here is they do like it. And I don't have a tardy problem. <laughs> I never have. And mm-hmm. that's a sign because what happens is they seem to enjoy the class. Mm-hmm. I have had other classes outside of AVID that have had a tardy problem because some classes aren't enjoyable. But what's nice about AVID is there's a lot of variety in it. Some classes you have to, because of the state test, because of the district test, because of the AP test, it's a race from day one. And we know that. We don't have a lot of time to waste on things. We have to get through the content, master the content, master the content. Okay, we're behind. Now we have to accelerate it. And then you see the interactions with the students. And then also, it's not a classroom management behavior too. When students are asked about what they like about AVID, they like the collaboration. They like the variety. Abbott has a lot of cool quotation marks lessons. But then also what they like is it's just the support system. And when my students are asked about what they like best about Abbott, the word family comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you could go to school, but I think one of my philosophies too is to promote student successes. Every student should feel like they're part of something, that they're connected to the schools now, whether it's sports, theater, science, whether it's a teacher they're connected to, they have a good, solid friend group. But AVID also is this family setting for the students. So Joe, something that our listeners appreciate is a specific story. Do you have a specific story about one student that really achieved success for which AVID made a difference in his or her life? So I guess... I'll share two. I'll share one from the student, I guess, perspective and one from a teacher. I guess that will give your listeners a good perspective. So I like to find kind of like what you're talking about, the diamonds in the rough. You see it, you know, they have it. They just don't know it yet. And the job hopefully is for us to get them closer to that potential that you see in them. And so I had a student that I worked with for several years and I stayed in touch with her high school, but she wrote me a letter and I still have it on my bulletin board. Just like any teacher, you have those tank fillers, I call it, those little notes that kind of Mm -hmm. fuel you when you're having one of those bad days. You look at it like, okay, that's why I'm doing it. And basically what she said was exactly what I'm looking for is she said, you saw something in me that I didn't know and you helped me become the person that I want to be. It was something to that effect. And so that's one of those things that will always kind of be in my head as I continue teaching and and when I'm done with teaching. And that was many years ago, but it always kind of reminds me that some of my students might not be there yet, but I see something in them and Abbott's going to help me bring it out because Abbott's given me some strategies. It's great to be motivated. It's great to want to do things, but then what is your plan of action for that? And Abbott gives me a plan of action to help me do that for my students With a teacher story, a great one was I was in a middle school several years ago, and my AVID students had a great program, and they deserved it because they were hard workers. And a teacher wanted to take a chance, and she was going to do a new lesson where the students were going to take apart hair dryers, they were going to kind of tinker with it, and they were going to kind of put it together in some new format, and they were going to present it to the class and do a write-up. The teacher was kind of hesitant about launching this lesson because she hasn't done it before. And as with middle schoolers, granted, but what she did was she knew that my students were AVID trained. I sat with her with her rosters and she made all my AVID students project managers of that project. And those students basically helped guide their groups 
as project managers. And she said the success was great. And she said, it's because your students have already been trained how to collaborate, how to have a timeline, how to talk to each other, how to talk to me. And so that's another story I always remember from the student perspective and the teacher perspective. Those are great examples. I got chills with a note from the girl about, I mean, that's why everybody goes into teaching, right? That's why we become teachers, because we want to have that sort of an impact on the future generation and there's nothing better. And so to know that there's this resource out here that can help all of us maybe do it better than we could do without learning these things, it's great to know about. So speaking of which, it sounds like AVID is accessible to many Is it all grade levels? Is it just middle and high school? Does it go down to elementary? So it's elementary, middle school, high school, and I believe it's in about 50 post-secondary institutions now too. So it's widespread. It's close to every state in the United States, I believe. Maybe there's a couple states left. I think it's in about 15 different countries now. And last time I was looking at stuff about AVID, because I like to be up to date with it, I think it's about six to 7,000 schools, about 2 million students. So it's widespread elementary through post high school. You and I learned about AVID in the 90s. Obviously, they're still supporting all of these 2 million students plus every day and all of their teachers. But what new teachers, maybe they're new teachers to the profession, can you recommend a certain population of folks that might benefit from AVID? if they don't know about it and haven't been trained already? I would say it doesn't matter where you teach, who you teach, what grade level, whether you're new experienced. If you're motivated to do something new, if you're motivated to add something to your own toolkit, I like to think of teaching. That's probably why I've been teaching so long is I like to think of it as my own quest to master the art form. You take a teaching class in college, correct? And then you get in the classroom and there's things that you didn't learn that you have to find out. Mm -hmm. But what I like about Abbott is it adds things to your toolbox so you can address those things. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter where you're from. I think the big thing is, do you want to try something different? And just to share a quick story, because in my high school, we're now trying to spread Abbott school-wide. So I had opportunity to do a staff development with the teachers this year. And that's sometimes a little challenging, especially with a successful school, because when you have success, sometimes you're not as motivated to try something different because you don't want to fix what's not broken. So what I basically told my colleagues was, I kind of sometimes think of teachers being like chefs in the kitchen and our lesson plans are our recipe books. And then what Abbott does is it adds some new recipes and some new spices. You don't have to use new recipes all the time. You don't have to use the same spice all the time, but you have something in that spice rack, something in your recipe book to help you to make your presentations better, to make your lessons better. And so it's something that you can add to what you already do to make you better. And that's the type of teacher that I think Abbott draws is the teacher that's always looking for continuous improvement. The teacher that's always looking for something that I could do so that my teaching is more impactful and my students benefit from it. That's the teacher I think Abbott draws. Those are the kinds of teachers you want to be working in your school, right? And the kinds of teachers that principals want to hire and districts want to recruit and retain. So Joe, is there anything you'd like to say to all the folks over at Avid that continue to work to make this a great program? What 
I'd like to say to the guru who developed this many years ago, about 40 years ago, Mary Catherine Swanson, thank you so much. She did what all of us do as teachers. She saw that her students, that they worked hard, that they could achieve whatever they wanted. And then she also was passionate enough to spread that along her school, along the city of San Diego, to what it is today in all the different states and the tens of thousands of teachers and thousands of schools. So I want to say a thank you to her because she's the one that launched it. And then to the people who currently work with AVID, I wanted to thank them because they continue to challenge themselves too. They continue to develop the product and refine it. So it's not just the same thing because I've been involved with the AVID for over 20 years and things evolve and they become better for the teachers and the students. And then also for all the listeners, just again, I want to thank them because it is a very special calling and sometimes it's a long year, but again, look for things out there. It doesn't have to be avid. Look for things that run Timory's podcast. Look for other things that could kind of also fuel your tank, build your toolkit. So I want to thank the teachers out there too, because they didn't have to choose that calling. I want to thank the teachers out there too, all of your listeners for teaching the kids and impacting their lives. So Joe, thinking forward, it sounds like you're, well filled up in the area of teaching uh, academic skills and strategies for that. But since you're always working on your own professional learning, what's the next curriculum resource that you might need in your particular classroom or that your school is, is on the hunt for? What could our curriculum folks or could we at Ed Curation help make available to you? What are you looking for? So one of my latest, I guess, passions has been STEM. And so even though I'm not a STEM teacher, I am a robotics coach. I've been coaching middle school and high school students on a very high level in robotics for the last six plus years. And so one of my, I guess, other passions right now that I've been moving forward with is looking at STEM curriculum that has impactful real life opportunities for students to do real science in hopes that they can understand the world better. And also in hopes of that basically transforming into maybe a career choice so that when they're actually conducting science, like say uh, like a real research, and I'm not saying teachers don't do that, but more resources where students can do research or develop ideas or maybe work with other students to maybe discover cures for things or innovations. And believe it or not, there are programs out there, at least in my limited research, where there are science programs where students will go out and they'll take on this. It's science from what I understand. And I'm not a science teacher, which is funny because people ask, well, you're a robotics coach. I don't understand it. I use my AVID. Again, it's just me coaching kids to be the best they can be in a science world. I don't know the hardware. I don't know software, but I think I know kids. So I use my AVID for that. But then what the STEM curriculum is, having students be passionate being interested in the world around them and give them opportunities to practice real science. And when they see problems, coming up with solutions also. And there have been kids, again, I was mentioned a little bit earlier, where they've actually looked at world problems with the science lens and they've actually had some cool ideas that have been actually been incorporated into society. So I wanted to give kids more opportunity to that where they can look at problems and come up with cool solutions as they're doing science. You have the textbook again, you have the slideshows again, 
We could go back traditionally where the students sit there and we could talk about things in terms of science. But then maybe introduce a science, introduce a problem that's occurring in today's world, and then using that lesson in science for them to go seek out solutions. And I don't know if that's out there yet, because again, I'm not a science teacher, but that's something that I'm going to be looking into the next couple of years. So I'll be excited about that. Well, here at Ed Creation, we'll be able to point you to some resources that will help with that. What you're really talking about, it sounds like, is an apprenticeship sort of opportunity for students to take on real scientific work that can be impactful to their learning and also to our society overall. Um, which of course will be motivating and inspiring to them. And so why do we have to like play this game of school and do these isolated activities from K-12? Why can't we start to graduate kids earlier into doing real world work in the content areas? And, and I do know that there are programs that are being developed for that. And, you know, certain school districts nationwide are kind of taking this on with so here in Denver, we have like a career connect program where students do work for jobs while they're in high school that give them these kind of real world skills. They get paid for the jobs and they get a school credit for doing them. But could we make this possible on all levels if, for instance, your district isn't taking on an initiative like that, right? That a teacher could bring into the classroom or just through some sort of digital network, connect these kind of apprentice students with real scientists and real people doing the work to learn from. That's exciting. Yes, it's exciting because, again, you and I, we started teaching together many years ago, but we're digital immigrants. (laughs) We grew up in a time when there wasn't, I tell my kids, the internet, and they're like, oh, they're shocked. But these students, they're digital natives, and they're very sharp, and they're very savvy. And so why not give them opportunities and granted the young? But young people come up with great things, too, and give them an opportunity to explore and imagine if we have many, many students just looking at issues and then attacking those, and they know it has purpose and meaning. And then you have those kids that see something that we as adults maybe not have seen. Mm-hmm. And that's something that could be transforming and motivating to the students, too. And then excitement, like you were mentioning, I love that idea of working in a way where they're working with adults or working with mentors. And that has purpose. And kids, that's one of the things kids want to know. You get that. They like, well, why are we doing this? That's a typical question, correct? Well, why are we doing this? What am I ever going to use this? <laughs> but then have, correct? And then you kind of sit there like, well, but imagine where, okay, we need to get this foundation so that we can get going on this. And they can go with that because I've done that too. It's just like, yes, yes, but we need to be able to do this so that we can do that, buddy. that's cool. So I'm passionate about science, even though I'm not a scientist. And just to let you know, I've seen what it's done for my two daughters who were in the robotics program and they're both pursuing science, which is kind of neat because I'm not the scientist, but I've seen what it's done for them. And it's motivated them just again, just like my daughter is pursuing biomedical engineering. And then my younger daughter is going to be a senior next year. She's looking into something in sciences too. And it's all because they had this program where they made them passionate about science. Wow. This has been such a great conversation, Joe. I love what you had to share with us about AVID. I love the way that you kind of explained to us how it works and is accessible to 
everyone in the educational system, whether you're a classroom teacher all the way up to a district superintendent, you can bring AVID into your school system. And the way that you've talked about, you know, what's on the horizon for learning resources and products. So thank you so much for making time today, Joe. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. No, and thank you. I love what you're doing with the podcast. I love that how you're allowing opportunities for teachers like me to share ideas because sometimes we get caught up in the year and we don't have the opportunity, but I love the fact that you're able to spread ideas with other teachers through your podcast. So much luck to you. I know it's going to be great. Thank you for listening to Ed Curation. We hope you learned something today about a curriculum resource that produces fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Check out edcuration.com to find out more. That's E-D-C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N.com.